0: Look in your program if you'll notice there. I like this because, you know, be still and know that I am God, Psalm 4610. And uh, Cindy does the bulletin. We work on it together. Cindy uh, puts the devotional in there too, also works with the computer stuff. So um, I'd like to read it. The original Hebrew root of be still doesn't mean be quiet necessarily. I've used that before, but it means to let go. And that's very different. So let go and know that I am God. Let go of trying to control your spouse or your circumstances. Let go of your worry about your finances. Let go of your unforgiveness. And let go of your past. Let go of what you can't control. And rest in the knowledge that God is in control. And that was uh, written by Sheila Walsh. Y'all remember her many, many years ago as she was on the scene. So, let go and know that God will, will help you. Trust in Him, and uh, God will do it. I've gotten some responses on my handouts. <laughs> okay. So I'm keeping on. I hope you all like it. You can throw it in the round file if you like, or you can file it away or pray some of the stuff I have on there. <laughs> okay. I haven't done this in many years, but some people are telling me, say, I can kind of follow you a little bit if I have something to look at. You know, some people are visual, and uh, I don't have to be visual. I can, you know, picture it, but um, remember that uh, some people are visual. Hopefully, you can go along with this, and this is the priorities that we're looking at for 2019, and I'm going to use Philippians chapter 3, if you would. Thank you so much, Uh Jennifer, for putting these scriptures up there. Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 through 14, the priority for the new year. Now, the Word of God, I want to be honest with you, I'll start putting stuff together starting Sunday night in most cases, but the Word of God excites me. I love the Word of God, okay? And um, I, I start getting excited about being able to share it with you because you know, as the Lord is uh, directing us, I always like to just pour it out on everybody else, too. I like to, you know, let somebody know about it, okay? And so I get excited about it, and uh, this is an exciting one just like I have. In the last few weeks, has been really exciting to me uh, on some of the things that I believe God is speaking to us here individually, but also corporately. So we're going to share today about that. You look at the Scripture, what is more... And y'all can read along with me if you like. And if you always, if you stand, that doesn't distract from me either. You can stand as the word of God is written or you can stay seated ever how you feel. Posture yourself before the Lord. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to obtain the re- to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this, OR HAVE ALREADY BEEN MADE PERFECT, BUT I PRESS ON TO TAKE HOLD OF THAT FOR WHICH CHRIST JESUS TOOK HOLD OF ME. BROTHERS, I DO NOT CONSIDER MYSELF YET TO HAVE TAKEN HOLD OF IT, BUT ONE THING I DO, FORGETTING WHAT IS BEHIND AND STRAINING TOWARDS WHAT IS AHEAD. I PRESS ON TOWARDS THE GOAL TO WIN THE PRIZE FOR WHICH GOD HAS CALLED ME HEAVENWARD in Christ Jesus. Amen. May God add blessings to the reading of His Word. Talking about it today, you know, uh, when you go in a mall, a lot of times the mall has a directory. You know, you go in and you need to find out where you're going if you don't know the particular mall you're in, or you need to know where you're at when you enter the mall. And, you know, on that directory, it shows you where to go, where you're at, and how to kind of get to where you're going in the mall there. And, you know, on the GPS, um, Uh, system. It tells you, you know, where you're at and where you're going, how long it's going to take you and so forth. I was telling Tom this morning, it seemed like every avenue going south was blocked. Everything is closed. And so we maneuvered through uh, the highways and byways that I'm aware of and have gotten familiar with over the years to get here to this place. But you need to know where you're at. And I believe that actually in our lives, there are seasons of time that we go through here in our lives. There are seasons, and it's important to know that because we're on a journey here. And uh, that season of time, I believe, is what we all need to know because, you see, time is a gift from God. You know, time doesn't hold any essence to God, but He sets us, He sets time for us to set particular boundaries. And think about it. In the presence of the Lord, there's no essence of time, but God gives us that gift of time here. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, we: to everything there is a season, y'all have heard this scripture before, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. "...a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tarry and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace." It's important to know, I believe, what season that we're in so that we can manage our affairs certainly and accordingly. So there are a couple things I want to look at here this morning, and verse 13 is the focus of the message when we talk about it. Here it says, No, dear brothers and sisters, and this is from the New Living Translation, I am still not all that I should be, but I'm focusing All my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I've heard people say that, you know, 2018 was a very difficult year, and I hope that 2019 is not as difficult as 2018, certainly. But what Paul is saying here is that we are to certainly forget those things that are in the past. Forget about those. That doesn't mean that those things are not there in our memory. He says don't focus on those things in the past, but take and look forward to your future in Christ Jesus. Look forward to the plans that God has for you, and the only way to do that is what Paul is saying his particular priority is and that is to focus upon his relationship with Jesus. And I believe that what, that's what God is saying in 2019 for you and for me and for Lighthouse Fellowship is that we have to move on past these things. I'll share with you about that a little bit uh, more deeply here in just a moment. There are a couple things that I believe in as I've outlined it here is that Paul acknowledges his current position here. He acknowledges you know this was probably written Philippians was probably written around sixty a d okay and Paul was had been in ministry a maybe around thirty years, and he is a seasoned consecrated believer. He knows the Lord, he is the most effective Christian, the most effective apostle, obviously of all times alive, and he had left he had led thousands to the Lord. He had turned cities upside down with the gospel. He had cast out demons, and he had healed the sick. Yet, we see here that God is still working on him. He is still a work in process, and he's saying here, I am still not all that I should be. We see in verse 12, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I keep working towards that day when I'll finally be all that Christ Jesus saved me for and wants me to be. And I find some comfort in Paul's words, don't you? You know, I am not all that I know God wants me to be. I am not. I have not arrived here. I was just talking to someone just a moment ago, and what did they learn this past week in school? and uh, they said uh, uh, a, a lot you know indicated a lot and so forth and i said you know what i'm still learning and and that person looked at me like you're still learning i was kind of like you're the pastor i mean you're the <laughs> you're the one you still i'm still learning i am still learning i'll still learn until the day i go home to be with the lord paul is saying i am still not completely all that i know god what he wants to do in my life now think about it again and think about the accomplishments of the Apostle Paul. Think about what he did throughout his life, and he's still saying this. And you know, our focus here over the last years that I've been in, in ministry, and that is Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen, when it says that, you know, if we humble ourselves and pray and, and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then he'll hear from heaven and he'll heal our land. If we'll humble ourselves and pray, you know, we focus on that. And this past year, we have pressed into God, amen? We have done things that. We have sought the face of God. We're learning, we're studying on Wednesday nights now about our relationship with Jesus and our pursuit of God, as it may be s- spoken that way. And so we have done these things, and and you think about it, And and we have, I believe, made some progress in those areas. But we can't say that we have fully attained these things that we know are in our hearts here. We still have work to do. We cannot say, or we we still have temptations to overcome. We still got to discipline ourselves in prayer. And our flesh will never desire the things of the Spirit, so we've got to choose daily to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. When I look back on 2019, I thank God for the humbling experiences that he brought me through. I thank God for the times that he gave me grace to humble myself. And sometimes, you know, you know, maybe I was done wrong and, and so forth, but I didn't retaliate. Only by the grace of God could have I done it. We sought the Lord in 2018. We didn't do it perfectly, but we did it. And, and we want to just say, God, thank you for enabling us to pray. Thank you for Uh, allowing us to be a part of what you're doing in the earth today. We've accomplished great things here at Lighthouse Fellowship. And you know what? You may look at your life and say, well, have I grown in Christ and so forth? And I thought about this. I kind of reflected upon this. Have we grown in Christ in 2018? And we look forward to growing even more, being more like Jesus in 2019 and, and all of that. And sometimes I don't always see that. And I was saying, well, why is that? Is it because I have not grown in Christ? Is it because somehow I'm not becoming more like Jesus Christ? God says that he's the one that actually does that work. Yes, we partner with him. But I believe God sometimes doesn't allow us to see that because we would take pride in it we would boast in it, and we know we're only to boast in Jesus and not boast in whether our accomplishments that we've had. They're okay, and they're great, and you need to obviously celebrate those. But most of all, the priority is obviously Jesus Christ. So we have to realize that. We need to stay and stay the course here. So like Paul, we've still got a ways to go. You know, there's some besetting sins that we maybe need to be more conquered. There's some things there we're saying is just not right, and sometimes you fall into it. It seems like habits and so forth. And, and we say, I, I've got these things I've got to go. I don't minimize sin, but I want you to look at the grace and mercy of God Almighty. Jesus Christ came to forgive us of our sins. Past, present, and future. Amen and amen. He forgives, doesn't he? And when we confess, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, he talks about that we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Yes, but that's to open up fellowship. That is not. When we are in Christ, you're in Christ, and you're secure. And you may stumble and fall, and you may say, oh, I don't, I, Lord, take this away from me. Remove this from my life. And the mercy of grace begins to work in your life, and he begins to remove those things that we know that we don't want in our lives, that we no longer want to walk in those things that we know are defeating to us and defeating to other people. And God comes along beside, and he begins to just love us and say, I love you, and I'll take care. I'm going to work on these things. I'm going to remove those from your life. But maybe, just maybe, some of that's still in our lives and we look at it and say lord when are these things going to go and sometimes again god won't show us because we would boast in that and say look at me look at me i i'm i'm pure i'm, I'm you know and all and and more than just uh, positionally and and i'm doing a little bit better than you are and we would boast and we brag about that and we know, need to brag only on jesus amen uh, for, so that we see here paul had to assess where his his present ministry, who he was, where his position was. And then the second thing is, as we see here, is Paul acknowledges his need to direct his focus towards the future. And I want to stress that because when he says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I'm still not all that I should be, but I'm focusing all my energies. Listen to him, all of my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Are you looking forward to what lies ahead Are you looking forward to 2019? You know, some of us may be just looking for that heavenly train to pull up and take us home to where there's no more pain, suffering, death, and tears, and all this other stuff. We'll be in the presence of the Lord. Yes, we do look for that. But until that time, are you looking forward to 2019 to be able to do what God's called you to do, to accomplish the work that God has set before you? Because you see, again, I've always spoken If you're above ground this morning, then God's got purpose for you in your your life and his purposes, okay? If you're not in the grave, he's not finished with you. He's still working on my life. He's still working on your life. And 2019, I believe, is going to be very, very significant as far as our growth and our relationship and intimacy with Jesus Christ. I want to be a part of that, don't you? And you know, the wonderful privilege I have of standing up here before each one of you Sunday after Sunday and sharing with you these things of encouragement. And I want you all to get on board. I, I know you are, but I just want to bless what God is doing in your life. I want to bless the Lord in your life and the works in your family and the entanglements in the community and beyond. I want, I want people to know Jesus through you, to see Jesus in you. That's my desire. That's my prayers, I'm covering you with the blood of Jesus every day as I pray for you, as I pray specifically for different people that have particular needs. Let me tell you, one of the major weapons of Satan is depression and hopelessness. It's depression get you down into dumps, get you off course to say there is no hope. Nothing to look forward to. You saw how bad it was in 2018. And, it, you, know, and you say, well, I, it can't get any better. And yes, it can in that sense. It may not be through your circumstances that it gets better, but as you draw close to God, the Bible says he'll draw close to you. And you can go through whatever it is that you go through in life because of his presence in your life. I don't know what the 2019 holds for me. I don't know what it has for you, but I know one thing. In our relationship with God Almighty, he can help us through those things. He can give us the strength that we need. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says, "...for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus." so that we can do the good things he's planned for us long ago. He, I, I, I just, I can't fathom that, is that from eternity past, he already has Jim Barclay's future planned out for him. He knows. And so I want to step into that realm. I don't know what it means, but I know one thing. His purpose is, is that we be more like Jesus. And he had curtailed, he kind of has that master plan to work it out and, and to mold us into Jesus, into the image of Christ, making us more like Jesus. And sometimes it's through the pain, sometimes it's through the suffering, sometimes it's when there's you're on the mountaintop experiences, whatever they may be. God's one primary purpose is to make us more like Jesus Christ, and to know Him. And Paul is saying, "This is I'm I'm spending all of my energies getting to know Jesus Christ. I have one." Purpose for living, and that is to know Jesus. Now, Paul states his focus in two ways when you discover it here. He says he forgets about the past. I'm not going to live 2019 looking in my rearview mirror. I'm going to live each day in 2019 because I have my hope in Jesus Christ. I have, obviously, a, a focus. I have a vision Of doing what God's called me to do here. You know, we look back and we see our past accomplishments and and so forth, and we kind of get hung up on those. And a lot of times, let me just mention this, when people obviously start getting my age, there's the temptation to sort of just want to coast, right? (laughs) We just want to coast. I'm like, isn't it a time to coast in the Christian life? Not at all. (laughs) But don't you feel that way sometimes? Yeah, I just want to coast, you know? And you know what? Coasting doesn't work in the kingdom of God. Actually, you go backwards in that way. But I want to press into God. And this is what Paul was saying. And you say, yeah, Jim, but he was an apostle. You know, we have the same power of the Holy Spirit living within us as the apostle Paul does. He was consecrated. He sold out lock, stock, and barrel to Jesus Christ. And so I don't want to look back and say, oh my goodness, you know, I've come a long way. Isn't it time to sort of just sit on the sidelines and let the other team do all the work? No, no. God is saying he wants you and me to get out and and to pursue him, to press into God, to grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Every year, obviously, calls us to be diligent in our walk with Jesus. In 2 Peter chapter 3, therefore... Beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless here. Another way here, thing that we've got to do, is put behind our own personal failings. I mean, I have, at times, I blow it, okay? I have not arrived. I'll be honest with you, be very, very open with you and candid with you. I blow it. And sometimes I blow it bad. And, you know, sometimes I blow it, and I don't even realize it. And he's saying, put those things in the past when you've blown it. This is what Paul is saying. This is the word of God, folks. He said, I've blown it, but don't look back and get caught up in those past failures. I messed up. Go before the Lord. I don't minimize sin. Don't get me wrong in what I'm saying here. I am not, obviously, saying, but I am saying this that the blood of Jesus covers those sins. And I believe that. And I confess my sins to the Father and repent of those sins. And I get back up and I walk with Him. You see, that's what I'm doing in 2019. I'm confessing before the Lord. And I'm repenting. And I'm getting back up. And I'm pressing in to what God Almighty has for me for 2019. How about you? He says, don't, forgetting those things in the past and all. And and also what he's saying here is we've got to put behind us past offenses. Have people uh, somehow offended you this past year? What I always say, get over it. Amen. Get Get over it. Get over it. You're going to be offended. People are different. And sometimes people, you know what the devil will do? Sometimes somebody will offend you and the devil will come along and he'll start whispering to you saying, look what they said about you look at you, and all that. And that person may not have meant to say what they said under any circumstances, and if they knew what they really said, they would have said, please forgive me. But he'll use those things, and he'll accuse you night and day because in Revelation chapter 12, he is called the accuser of the brethren, and he accuses you and peppers you with all this stuff. You see, don't allow these past offenses to come in and grip your heart Don't allow a root of bitterness to get in your heart. Set them free by forgiving them. They may never ask forgiveness. The one that's in bondage is you. They're not in bondage in that sense. God wants to set us free. God is saying, don't stay there in that. Paul is telling us that because God wants us to have a heart of mercy. Remember what Jesus said? They're on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. You remember Jonah in chapter 4 there when Jonah said, uh, God was telling Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh, and he goes, that pe- those people were bad people. They're they are reprobates. They're all that. You know, sometimes I see things happening today, and, oh, God, forgive me, because I look and I go, oh, God, you know, they're they are just degenerated and, and just horrible people and all. And God said, go and preach to them, because I want to bring revival to their hearts. I want them to know the love of, of God. I want them to know forgiveness. And Jonah didn't want to do it. Remember what happened? And finally he did. You remember Jonah and the whale or the big fish? You know, we all know the story of little kids and all. And then finally Jonah, he, he repented in that respect, but um, and he went and preached to Nineveh, remember? And Nineveh repented and turned to the Lord. And remember Jonah, he didn't like that. He didn't even like that. So in his heart, he harbored a grudge against the people of Nineveh. See, we can do that also. We can harbor a grudge in our hearts. We go, well, I know I'm to forgive people and to do that. And God will come and, and, and release you from that. But a lot of sometimes we hold that in our hearts. And what happens is that we're the ones that are in bondage. We're not free. Jesus came to set the captive free. He came to set you and me free from these things, that we could love people freely. And if people cursed us or whatever they did, that we would in turn bless them. Because the Bible says it's like heaping coals on their head. In other words, the blessing there, you are to bless people no matter what they say, no matter what they do to you and me. But you see, Paul is saying, forget about those offenses. You'll never live to my fullest. Until you do, know that that's the truth. We see here also, you know, the Apostle Paul, he knew Jesus real well because he had already been obviously caught up into heaven in Second Corinthians chapter 12. But Paul had an insatiable desire for more of God. Do you have a hunger for more of God Matthew chapter 5 says those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Paul had just, I mean, a, a, a desire, a hunger to know the Lord and for more of God. There's so much more to God that you and I have not experienced. God wants us to know him intimately. Our God is not like us. Isaiah 55 says his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He wants us to know him. Paul says, focus upon those things. Don't focus on the past problems you've had or the past issues there that maybe people have hurt you with or whatever it may be. He says, focus on the future, not on the past. And then in verse 14, listen to what he says. I strain or press aggressively pursue to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us up to heaven here. Paul knew God had a plan for his future but there's one thing thing to desire something it's another to remember that and to participate with God and to walk in that god's got a future plan for you and me but somehow in that love affair with him is that he's looking to you and me to respond to him in that way and you know that response can be by just opening your heart saying I've been hurt, I have been wounded, I have such, I've got a heaviness on my soul that I cannot get off, I can't shake it. And you know one way to get rid of it? And that is to run to Jesus. You know, this past week I was driving and and that came to mind. We're to run to Jesus here. He never turns away from us. People will will somehow turn away from you. People will betray you. People will curse you. People will walk away from you and your hurt and your pain. But I want to tell you today, Jesus Christ will never walk away from you in your pain and your hurt. And he says, come to me if you're burdened and heavy laden and I'll give you rest for your souls. Come to me. His arms are open wide. Thank God. Paul is saying, focus upon that. Don't focus upon that hurt as people have, have hurt you and so forth. You know, 2019, you'll invest your time into something in some area. 2019, you're going to do something. Why not invest it in your relationship with Jesus Christ? How wonderful that is. And the season is here. You know, time goes by fast and we can't go back and recapture time. We look to the future. We look here because we have a wonderful ministry opportunity here in this place. I believe God is going to open doors of opportunity for Lighthouse Fellowship here corporately and also individually that we could never imagine in 2019. You believe that? Can you say amen? Amen. I believe that today. I'm looking to the future. I'm looking for great things. My God is an awesome God. My God can do anything He wants. Nothing is impossible for my God. He can deliver. He can free us from those things, those besetting sins, those things that seem to linger, hang on in our lives. He can free us and set us free because Jesus, either one thing or the other, either Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, or either he's not, and we know he is. And he said he came to set the captive free, and that means you and me because he loves people. He loves you, and he loves me. Hallelujah. We want to look forward to 2019 here. And I want to take every opportunity that God Almighty has for me and for, uh, for you and this, this corporate body. Amen. Look at number three, and I want to discuss it. We'll close. Paul acknowledges his need to press into his future. Verse 14, Paul knew God had a plan for his future, and he pursued that plan with all of his heart. In 2019, you invest your time and effort into something. Choose carefully what that will be. God has been speaking to me, I believe, and pressing upon me some very important words into my life this past year, and I want to share them with you because I believe that as a pastor of Lighthouse Fellowship, that I share those because I believe you're a part of those words also. Not just me individually, but aren't you glad just corporately here as, uh, as believers in Jesus. First of all is that we're in 2019 are going to develop even a deeper intimacy with Jesus. Remember the prayers that we've taught here in the last couple of weeks, and I want to just pray them today, and you can pray them with me too. And the first prayer is in in John chapter 17, the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus is saying, Father, may they be one as we are one. And then right at the end of that chapter, where it's talking about knowing Jesus and loving Jesus, and the prayer is like this. Father, grant me the grace that I would know Jesus and love Jesus like you love him. Grant me the grace to love Jesus the way that you love him. Amen? And we know the Father loves Jesus, don't we? The second prayer is is John 15, 15. We all know that. We're a friend's church, okay? (laughs) We are friends. And Jesus said, I no longer call you my servants, but I call you my friends. And so my prayer is, Holy Spirit of God, grant me the grace that I would walk in increased friendship with Jesus this year in 2019. Can we do that? Start praying those prayers. The third prayer was, if you remember, Psalm 27, verse 4. And in that prayer, David said, The one thing I ask, this is what I seek, is that I would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. And so my prayer is, Holy Spirit, would you grant me the grace to gaze Upon the beauty of Jesus, the beauty of the Lord, to be dazzled. I use the word dazzle, to be dazzled by the beauty of the Lord. I always wanted to know about that, the beauty of God. I believe we'll step into that in 2019. Looking forward to it. How about you? Those prayers. The last prayer was last week. We talked about God's love for us and how much he loves you and me. In Jeremiah chapter 31, where we talked about it in verse 3 and 4, I believe is that he talked about it, did he? He says, I've loved you with an everlasting love, and I've drawn you with my loving kindness. And remember, we know God loves us, and we say that to our children. We hear people say, God bless you, God loves you, and so forth, and we know that. But I want to feel his love, don't you? I know that. I feel Cindy's love. How about that? You feel your spouse. You feel sometimes people's love for you. You can feel, you can experience the love of God. And so I I pray this, Lord, Father, grant me the grace that I would feel your affection and your love for me. Let me experience your love for me. Keep praying it. God in his own way can reveal and, and touch you. It's a revelation of that love because we need that revelation, not just head knowledge. And then also, as we talked about, is that there is greater unity in the body of Christ. We develop friendships with churches here in the area. And I know that uh, the food pantry has developed a relationship with Texas Avenue Baptist Church and helping them also uh, keep their food pantry going. Dan and the guys and, and gals and volunteers, Jerry and all, have worked with, uh, with that church. And so we have that connection. And we also have the connection with, uh, with the greater Mount Carmel uh, Missionary Baptist Church, okay? And the pastors there and how great there is. And Jerry's going to be in the program and start practicing in February again. So we want to continue to cultivate that friendship in the body of Christ and that unity in the body of Christ. Before Jesus comes back, we're going to be unified. I'm not talking about necessarily an ecumenical. Uh, just uh, anything goes type of relationship. I'm talking about those churches that are founded upon the cross, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have them together. People worship different than we do. I love that worship. I love that. I just praise the Lord. I just love that. You know, God's set us free to worship and I I just release you. Praise God. And, And if it's in the shower, if it's here in our corporate setting or in your car or wherever it is, I just say, Lord, release us to worship you. And also, as we talk about the word that was given back in August about uh, the restoration of David's tabernacle, that's still there in front of us. That is a prophetic word that was given to me by the Lord back in August, and I believe that we will walk into that. Now, David's tabernacle, they worship 24-7, and there was praise and worship, the singers and the trumpets and all of this stuff. I want you to know when we get to heaven that they're going to be a worship service like we've never, ever been a part of. Amen? 10,000 times 10,000 will be worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. That's what we have. We establish that. We do that. We're moving into that. I believe that's something that God is is doing here. Again, emphasis upon worship and that restoration of David's tabernacle. Also, I've talked about experiencing the more of God. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21, which we talked about. Paul said, I keep, and then in Ephesians chapter 1, he said, I keep asking that God the Father would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you'll know him better, that you know the eyes of your heart will be enlightened to know the hope which you have. Uh, Experientially know the love of Christ, loving you and all. I love sitting there. Cindy and I were sitting at the table last night and and talking about different things about life and just talking, and I love that, just communing, communing, communion with the Holy Spirit of God here. I believe that's so powerful. And then Ephesians chapter 3... Paul was praying. He said, I'm praying this for you. And you know, the church in Ephesus was a powerful church, but there was a a demonic influence in the church of Ephesus that, I mean, beyond anything we can imagine. These, These cities were full of idolatry and demonic worship And yet, that was a powerful church that I believe the Apostle Paul, the Apostle John, actually, he was the pastor there for some time. And then he went to the Isle. God sent him to the Isle of Patmos through being arrested and so forth. And the book of Revelation certainly was written during that time. But we know is that when Paul prays, he said, I want you to know how long and high and wide and deep Is the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Surpasses knowledge. You experience the love of Christ in your life. And then he goes on to say that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Can you imagine being filled to the brim with God Almighty? Does that mean filled or he fills us, but does that mean him having total control over us or does it mean actually being filled... I know different Greek interpretations. I know that. But I want to tell you right now, being filled with God, I mean, words cannot describe it. And then you go, how can that be? Because you and I know our flaws. You and I know our failings, our shortcomings. But then what does he say right after that in that scripture? He says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we think or ask, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. He says now to him, you think he can't do it? I'm going to explain to you right after I said this because I want to do it. Now to him who is able to do exactly what I'm praying for. You see, the more of God and knowing him intimately, walking in fellowship and relationship with him and friendship with him, And knowing and loving Jesus, falling in love with that glorious man that's seated at the right hand of the Father is what you and I are moving into a greater thing, and that's a work of His Spirit. But we partner with God. That, I believe, is our priority and our future in 2019. The Lord is here right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. He's here. Also the word, the prophetic word received a couple weeks ago regarding 2019 being a year of new beginnings. What I want you to do is pray about that and ask God to show you what does that mean for me individually, because I believe it's an individual prophetic word, but also corporately. A year of new beginnings. There's something already stirring. There are things that are being said that speak to me. And you see, God says... Hear that even this morning. Hear that? Hear that? New beginnings, okay? Pray. What do you mean, Lord? See, what this does is draws, these prophetic words are drawing us to say, Lord, what do you mean by that? Share with us. And what it does is develop and moves in our relationship with Jesus because it's all about relationship. I mean, it's not like, hey, you know, Lord, give me a word so I can get through the year easier. Although, you know, knowing what's happening and so forth. What it's about is our relationship with Jesus Christ. These are why these things are given. And it causes us, it beckons us, it it calls upon us, woos us to ask him to explain, Lord, what does that mean? And then the prophetic word about Christ has set us free. And we know, we came in one day and a banner was here. The banners that I said I'd love to have, banners are very symbolic, the worship there at David's Tabernacle. The banners, Jesus is Lord, Jesus has set me free and we came in and here we've got Christ has set us free all of these things I believe are adding up to what God wants to do and more and more he shows us and I believe what he does is you know I've told you about those um, Chick-fil-A milkshakes I don't know of a better illustration you get a small one I guarantee you, you'll wish you'd gotten a large one. Isn't God like that? When he begins to speak, when he begins to show himself, when he begins to love on you and me, when he begins to show us, I've got got you, I've got your back, so to speak, because I love you so much. I sent Jesus Christ into the world to forgive you and that you may know eternal life, that when you leave this world, that you'll be in my presence forevermore. You see, there's so much more that we've got to learn and grow. I sit on Wednesday nights and on Sundays when I put stuff together like this and I'm going, Lord, (laughs) I got a lot to go. Oh, I got a long ways to go, Lord. I got a long ways to go. I don't know if y'all feel that way or not. Maybe I'm the only one that feels like that. But I look and listen to some of the teachings that we're learning now about our relationship and a, the, the, the first commandments in Matthew 22 and I, re, I sit there and I'm going oh my goodness I, have, I am nowhere I, Lord work that in my heart because I want to know you in the depths of your love Paul evidently thought that was important because when he, he prayed those prayers in Ephesians he wants you and I to know him I believe 2019 is going to be an exciting year I don't know what you had have to go through, and I don't know whether you could say it in the natural. It's going to be good or bad. I don't know, but I know one thing is I'm going to pursue my relationship with Jesus Christ, and how about you? I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to know, I want to know him. Paul said the one thing, the priority is my relationship with Jesus. That's all I'm going to do. i tell you. You know, you say, but that's a general word. Yes, it is, but it's a powerful word, isn't it? It's a powerful word, knowing Jesus Christ. Not stopping where I am. Letting him remove. Because I believe this revival will be a prelude. Obviously, could Jesus could come back at that time. But if Jesus doesn't come and do that, I know one thing. I want revival in my life. But I know one thing. He's the only answer. I know that. Jesus is the only answer. And his presence His swooping through the United States of America again and turning people's hearts back to Him. He's the only answer. Revival, an awakening, a reformation really is the only answer. Jesus Christ and Him crucified and Him resurrected from the dead. It's the only answer. And we can know Him. Let's bow for prayer. If there be anyone here that just wants to renew their relationship with Jesus and maybe you've accepted Christ but you want to renew your relationship today may be the day that you just say Lord come into my heart you know you may say well what I'm talking about today and you've, you've, you've read the word of God here off the screen and you go something's happening here and I can't explain it Just I just encourage you open your heart and just say Lord Jesus I I've I blown it I'm a sinner I'm a sinner. I, I've sinned against you and against heaven. And I want forgiveness. And I know Jesus is my only way out. And I receive Jesus this day into my heart. Come in, Lord Jesus, and save me. And be my Lord and Savior. Come in to live. And if that's you today, anybody here, you can raise your hand. You can raise your hand and just say, I want you in my life. I want you in my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Anybody here that really just wants to renew relationship? Yes. Relationship with Jesus. And, and, and to say, Lord, this is a year of new beginnings, folks. It is, isn't it? It's a, it's a year of new beginnings. And you're saying, I want to make a new beginning of that. I want you to just raise your hand or you can come forward and we can pray for you. We have a team of ministry people that we can pray for. If you feel like, I want to begin again, 2019 has started and 2018 has has been really hard. Why don't you come forward right now? And let's pray for you. Anybody here would like to just have prayer. So new beginnings. Thank you. Anybody here would like to make a, a fresh commitment to the Lord? Just step forward, come forward to the altar. Come to the altar and just just come on. Nobody, nobody's looking. We don't. We all are coming to the altar. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Anybody here? And you just would say, "I want, I want Jesus in my life more than anything in this world," because. I've blown it, and, and I, I don't want 2019. And I know there's forgiveness because of Jesus, and he never stops forgiving, and I'm coming. I'm acknowledging that. If you'll come to the altar, just come to the altar right now. God's knocked on your heart door. Yes, indeed. Thank God. If any of you here today, and uh, you just say, I, I want a new beginning. I want, to, I want to begin to begin. Just start over again. I want a, a new beginning. Would you raise your hand? Raise your hand with me. I'm raising my hand with you, okay? I want a new beginning. I just want to start a new beginning. Hey, God Almighty, my relationship with Him. I'm, I, my hand's raised. I'm not doing it because I'm the pastor. I'm doing it because I'm in relationship with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You see the hands. I praise you, Lord. Father, we come you know our hearts. We thank you for these that have come and walked forward and, and have said this public profession, Lord. And I pray for these. I pray for this congregation that the Lord God Almighty would touch you and come upon you even this day and touch you and change your heart. And that, dear Lord, this is a sacred moment. This is sacred because decisions are being made in this place this day. And we thank you, Lord, that you're working in our hearts. You're working in this church. You're making us more like Jesus. We will need to know you. And so, Lord, bless those. Bless every person in this church, Lord. Those who raise their hands, we ask for that new beginning, that new start, that new beginning, dear God. We praise you. Heal us. Strengthen us. Empowers. may we have a different outlook on life i believe that's what god is releasing a different outlook we're looking at things from a different standpoint we're looking at the future from the eyes of jesus amen and so lord we ask you to do that today and we pray these things in jesus name amen amen